You ever have one of those wars where everything goes wrong? Are you sure this isn't funny? Ah, the good old days. You mean like when Trapper was here? <laughs> Trapper was a scamp. What kind of stakes are you talking about here, Funny Pants? Hey, MASH fans. Welcome back to another episode of the MASH 4077th Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me from across the pond, Simon. Ah, gentlemen. Today we're discussing Season 11, Episode 4, The Joker is Wild. It's the 244th episode overall, directed by Burt Metcalf, written by John Rappaport and Dennis Koning, originally aired on November 15th, 1982, and the production code is 1G24. I have a weather report from the showers. Continued cold with intermittent drizzles. Fortunately, after seven hours in OR, I'm numb anyway. Let's go over to the old club. I'll buy you a drink. Can't even lift my elbow. I'm stiff all over. You ever have one of those wars where everything goes wrong? Eh, sometimes you just start a day out on the wrong foot. Cut, cut! You coming or not? Was that supposed to be funny? What? I just fell on my face. You know the problem? Your boot's nailed to the floor. You know, I wouldn't mind a joke if it was if it, if it had some intelligence, but this, this, this is stupid. Yeah? It's dumb. It's not, that's not a joke, it's carpentry. What would it be better? Something, something with flair, with imagination, with, 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 with style, like the dribble specimen bottle. Oh, that's good. You think that up? Uh, well, no, actually, that was Trapper, but that was just one of hundreds of classics we pulled. You and Trapper were quite the duo, huh? Yes, yes, we were. We inspired each other. We, we rose to new heights of good, clean perversion. Are you sure this isn't funny? Okay, and the plot summary for this episode. It's time for another annual. How many annuals can you have in MASH? Because we're only there for three years. <laughs> uh, annual MASH Prankathon. Now, BJ starts by nailing Hawkeye's shoes to the floor. So, in trying to put them on, Pierce takes a header. He felt that to be a stupid, childish prank. Now, at dinner, BJ swears he will pull the ultimate prank on everybody. Hawkeye wasn't afraid until menial practical jokes happened to everybody around him. Father Mulcahy's food had been spiked, Klinger's file explodes, Charles finds a snake in his bed, and the back of Margaret's robe has been cut out. And something other than toothpaste was occupying Colonel Potter's toothpaste tube. Hawkeye fears he has become a marked man for a prank even bigger than those what befells his friends. When and where will it happen? Or... Has it already happened? Dun dun dun. <laughs> Seems to me the pranks used to be more original in the old days. Ah, the good old days. You mean like when Trapper was here? <laughs> Trapper was a scamp. Oh, I remember one time. <laughs> we had we had wash hung out to dry, but Trapper stole Colonel Blake's underwear. <laughs> Strung his shorts from a kite and flew them into enemy territory. <laughs> Skimmy's on the wing. That's rich. It was a classic. Trapper was a man ahead of his time. Right, Margaret? He was a ridiculous juvenile child. See? What a guy. You know, I bet if old Trapper were here now, he could pull something on each and every one of you and do it within a 24-hour period. 
Are you proposing a joke out at the OK Corral? Oh, no. No, I'm just talking about the legendary trapper. Anybody who could do that would certainly be the world's heavyweight scamp. Uh, when does it start? Oh, I don't know. Those kinds of things usually start at dawn. What kind of stakes are you talking about here, Funny Pants? Well, if Old Trap were doing it, I'm sure he'd want to see everybody he got do a strip tease on a table while singing You're the Tops. And what if everybody doesn't get gotten? Then I guess the tables would be turned. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be incredible, because I would love to see you singing You're the Tops without your bottom. <laughs> I can understand that, Hawk, because anybody who'd want to get everybody would want to get you worst of all. Yeah, well, you're not going to get me. Oh, me? Oh, I don't go in for that sort of thing. All right, we have our guest stars, Clyde Kasatsu, who played Captain Paul Yamato. Clyde was born in September 13, 1948 in Honolulu, Hawaii. He is an actor known for Paradise Road, The Interpreter, and Midway. He played a judge in 14 different productions. Wow, he just has that judge face. <laughs> From a judge in L.A. Law in 87 to a judge in Boston Legal in 2006. Mm, okay. Um, David Hayde played Private Lightman. David Hayde is, of course, an actor known for NYPD Blue, Aftermath, and Deadly Weapon. Mm. And, of course, we have Jeff Maxwell returning as Igor Straminsky. We have Jin Take Yi plays a Korean soldier. This is his only role ever. Zip. Nothing else. Could not be found. Poor Jin. Hmm. And then we have Terry Moyer, who played Nurse, and it's the same with Terry. Nothing else on the celluloid chart. Ah, uh, well. Hey, they got well, they were in MASH. Yeah. That's their claim to fame. There we go. And they're on our podcast. See, we're mentioning them. There you go. Get in touch. <laughs> Get a free T-shirt. <laughs> Sweet Mother McCree. I think I'm going to die. Potter, I think it is. <coughs> now, are you all right? What's the matter? What happened? Oh. Sir, you're as green as your uniform. What happened? <coughs> I don't know. There I was, performing my morning toilette. I began by polishing the pearlies. <laughs> but the, the toothpaste tasted real bad, soapy-like. <coughs> then I started coughing, and, and bubbles came out of my nose. Someone <laughs> put shaving cream in the toothpaste tube. Well, Honeycutt? Looks like I've just been initiated into the gotcha club. Oh, no, sir, I'm not that clever. Certainly not like Trapper John. This is ridiculous. Aren't you going a little overboard? Actually, it wasn't that bad. Far be it from me to grouse when I get got. And now that I've been had, I can enjoy watching the next poor sucker squirm. Yeah, you know, actually, <laughs> I can too. Yeah, well, if you're counting on me for some entertainment, you're wasting your time because I cannot be gotten. Oh, I know, I know. Yeah, we'll just keep knowing. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. I gave this episode an 8 out of 10. Right. I love the fact that they were talking about Trapper, because it's always fun when they bring Trapper up. Mm. Uh, he, he, you know, he was the, the main subject, really, of this entire episode. It was fun to watch Hawkeye go... Uh, you know, become paranoid and even more and more paranoid to the fact that it was uh, a little bit annoying me at certain points. Like, okay, just get over it. It didn't take away the enjoyment of the, of the show. I, I, I really don't have a lot of notes. It was just a really straightforward type of, you know, I didn't see the twist coming at all. 
when mm. you when you know, I really thought that BJ was pulling these pranks on all of these people and come to find out that they were that he wasn't that they were just pranking themselves to get Hawkeye. Yeah, and they all technically pranked Hawkeye, which I thought was great. Very funny. And I love the fact that Hawkeye was a good sport about it. <laughs> you know, he pulled down his pants and did the little dance on the table. <laughs> I, it, it was funny that the doctor who was visiting got, you know, caught up in it. Yeah. Um, which I thought was, was, was funny. And I love the final scene where he walks in and, and Hawkeye's on the table dancing. And he's like, yeah, I'm out of here. And he just turns around <laughs> and walks out of the mess tent. That was great. Oh, of course, the the final scene where... BJ wakes up and he has half a mustache, which yeah. I was like, okay, first of all, how did Hawkeye do that? Because they don't have electric razors. He had no. to use a straight edge and to take off that much so cleanly, like one swoop, you know, without, I don't know. I mean, I know it's TV, so I'll, <laughs> I'll overlook it. But I was like, mm. I can see taking a razor and, you know, shaving half the, but I don't think they have electric razors back then. Everything they did was there's no. no electricity, no plug really to plug anything in. No, at uh, least not in the, uh, not in the swamp. Oh, I guess they had radio. They had radio and the record isn't, player. Isn't that a wind up radio though? And a wind up record player. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, I just that little scene. It was cute and funny, and I was like, oh man, I wish we had BJ with no mustache in like the future episodes, but. I guess it grew back quickly because <laughs> uh, he has his mustache in the next episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I really don't have much to say. It was just a fun episode. Lots of little, you know, everyone did a really good job at acting like the prank mm. happened to them. You know, especially like Father Mulcahy choking. <laughs> Margaret, of course, getting her, her robe, or the butt portion of her robe taken out. That was great. Yeah, it was just, it was good. I mean, Potter, they all did, it was just a good episode. I have nothing to say. I was like, I was bummed I had to I had to start this one because I was like, I really, it was just fun. I sat there and watched it, enjoyed it, and I didn't really take many notes because there wasn't really a lot of note-taking needed. Was there even a B story to this? I don't even think there was a B story. No, there wasn't, no. It was all about the pranks and, and Hawkeye's continuing uh, paranoia, which was funny. It was it was funny. It's the ultimate, ultimate prank, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. What was your take on it? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that's the podcast. That's folks. the podcast. No, um, exactly. I don't have any. In fact, the mute, the the um, the notes I do have here, have actually said in the um, the synopsis of the episode. Yes, um, so me too. I'm just going to turn my page over. There's no point in me looking at it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know what? You know what? I gave it an eight. I gave it exactly the same as you. Nice. It's uh, nice. it's a nice it's a nice kind of fun episode. And you know what? This is the weird thing is I like you. I've seen I've seen these episodes countless amount of times. And I didn't, I did not remember the the outcome of this. So, yep. and I think the, I think the reason is, is like you said though, they 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 played those roles of them getting pranked themselves so well. You believed BJ, didn't it? Because you yeah. do think it, and you think, hold on, what you that? But as it's explained. BJ says, "Did you have? Did you taste Father Mulcahy's food? Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't taste yeah. it. So you just yeah." And then Mar- Margaret said, "Did you see my? Did you see my butt? You know, they go nope. through, and you're like, oh my god, yeah, that yeah. makes sense.'" 
It's really you know? nice. It's really nicely built, sort of like a classic Who done it. Yes. And I, I too was slightly thrown because at the moment I've got really quite a large beard at the moment, um, and and because obviously what else can we do at this moment? In That's time? right. COVID. <laughs> and COVID yes, yeah, so I know how hard it is to shave something like this off. And, yeah, and I I was then going oh hold hold on a minute does does this mean we see BJ in the next episode without his moustache? Yeah, this is this is uh, this is production code IG twenty four, and yeah. the the one we had beforehand was twenty two, and it goes backwards now. The next few episodes we do it go backwards, so we've yeah. got to wait until IG twenty five to see if BJ <laughs> does have some kind of a shorter moustache. But you do realise actually how. I think because um, I think we've talked about this before how Mike Fowle when he first joined MASH you know he had a quite a short haircut he was clean shaven incredibly young looking and so, then yeah, his, so his hair gets long and he grows a moustache and he does age now whether that was a I don't know if anybody's ever asked him that because I suppose it's one of those questions you, you know you don't want to ask an actor if you get an opportunity of someone in of his prowess but yeah. it makes you wonder if they said to him look you know can you just grow your hair long grow a moustache to make you look a little bit older because everybody else has got older obviously Alan Alder's hair had started to go grey along with Loretta mm-hmm. Sweet's hair I wonder if they said that to him to make him go go look a bit older because when he, look, when he sits up in that bed he looks younger just by half a moustache gone um, he, he just looks really really young looking you know he looks really quite fresh yeah. face bless him um, so yeah. I, I do I do I don't know do you know that once Mash finished, did Mike shave his moustache off? Was he clean shaven again? I wonder. <laughs> I have no idea. I would need to look it up and see. It's interesting. Yeah, they may they may have asked him to do that just to distinguish him from Hawkeye. You know, because yeah, when exactly, he joined yeah. Hawkeye's clean shaven, short haircut, you know, and he pretty much stayed the same, mm. really. Other than graying, you know, his look pretty much stayed the same. He never grew facial hair. He never no. did anything different with his hair. But yeah, Mike Farrell, it's so funny you say that because you look back at his first episode and he's a totally different person. Oh, yeah. He looks yeah. thirty, you know, 20 years younger. Mm. And he's not. I mean, technically, it's all happening within a few years. We don't know how long he was there, but it's the tw- it's as we said before, it's the Twilight Zone. No one knows how long yes. they've been there. <laughs> no. Take it easy, will you? What are you doing here? I work here. I'm relieving you. Oh, right. I was expecting you. Where have you been? I'm sorry I'm late. You can go on back to the swamp. All right, good. Here. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why do you want me to go back to the swamp? I don't want you to go back to the swamp. I don't care where you go. Oh, really? Why were you so pointed about saying, why don't you go back to the swamp? It's just a figure of speech. No, 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 no. A figure of speech is like shoot the moon or uh, blind luck. Or drop dead. Yeah, well, forget it. It's not going to work. I'm not going back to the swamp. I'm going to stay here and do some paperwork. Fine, stay here and do paperwork. Why did you say that? Boy, are you edgy today. You ought to see a doctor. All right, pal, how you doing? When I can go back to fight, doctor. Well, what's your hurry? North Korea owe you money? I must protect my country against invaders. I must do my job. And I must do mine. You're out of the war for another couple days. Morning, Margaret. Buzz off. You, Dr. Fink, over here. Hi, Margaret. How the heck are you? You jerk face, you louse mouth. Oh, you're just saying that. What's the matter? What did he do now? I put this on and I went to take a shower. Needless to say, I wasn't wearing my fatigues at the time. I only took a few steps out of doors when suddenly things got chilly. Here's why. Gee, Margaret, you look like you could use a bun warmer. Shut up, you lowlife. I turned and ran back into my tent, but not before hearing a chorus of whistles, catcalls, and one marriage proposal. You don't have a shred of decency. Hey, don't look at me. I have nothing to do with this. However, 
Just by coincidence, I happen to notice something in here. Isn't that you, interesting? You slimy worm! Gee, Hawk, just like the good old days when Trapper was here. Or so I've heard. All right, what did IMDb give it? Uh, IMDb gave it exactly the same as us. It gave an eight. Yay, look at that. Finally. Mm. We scored one with IMDb. Exactly the same. No, it's good. Like I said, I think it's a good, solid MASH episode. It's what MASH was supposed to be. Just a fun, you know, camaraderie, jokester type. And I I just, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I'm glad that the IMDb team also enjoyed it. Igor, yours is a thankless task. So I hope you won't mind if I don't thank you. Well, what's the slop du jour? This here is carrots and peas. Oh, second trash. Actually, sir, they're really good today. I highly recommend them. What about this stuff? The beans, I wouldn't give them to my neighbor's dog. In fact, they're sold. They're has beans. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. I'll have the carrots and peas. Coming right up. So the carrots and peas are good, huh? <laughs> he must think I'm really an idiot. What? Come on, stupid. Don't play dumb with me. If you don't mind. I'll have the beans. I'm telling you, sir, they're lousy. Well, lousy is just what I'm hungry for right now. May I have the beans, please? Okay, Captain. All right. You say the carrots and peas are good, so I'll think that's what he wants me to have. So I'll have the beans, because that's what he wants me to have in the first place. No, no. No, no, no. Thank you. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I have the first one here. Yeah, we're going to be getting a lot of these since this is the final season. But this is the final appearance of Clyde Kasatsu, whose other three appearances included a guest star role as a suicidal soldier, uh, Michael Yi, and two episodes playing Quang Duck, the sarcastic bartender in The Officer's Club. I remember when he did that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day... That's very weird how that starts off. At the end of the day, um, when Hawkeye is shown surrounded by barbed wire on a mattress and attempting to go to sleep, various animal sounds can be heard in the background. An owl, a barking dog, and a hyena. Hyenas are not indigenous to Korea. (laughs) Oh, someone had fun with the sound mixing there. BJ nails Hawkeye's boot into the floor, but the tents in MASH units during the Korean War didn't have wooden floors. One reason was it would have been too much extra baggage for them if they had to bug out. I thought about that too, and I know Mm. it was there for the prank. Uh, I was trying to remember, have we ever seen a wooden floor before in the swamp? Because I know the the hospital has like a cement floor because they had a whole episode about it, putting a cement floor down. That would be really hard to bug out with, so I'm sure a piece of wood... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, but we, we only get the studio floor, don't we? Nine times yeah. out of ten. So, uh, yeah, it's true. It seems a bit yeah, weird. I don't know. All right. Igor offers Hawkeye carrots and peas, which Hawkeye refers to as sucko trash, punning on the vegetable dish, succotash. But Hawkeye's joke doesn't quite hit the mark as succotash is actually corn and lima beans, not carrots and peas. Hmm. I didn't know that. That no. was an interesting fact. All right, this is a nitpicky one. I'm not really big on the nitpicky one, but I was desperate for information here. So <laughs> Hawkeye says he saw the snake that Winchester's prank on the end of a putter, yet the club that was used was a wedge. And a golfer such as Hawkeye would know this. Yeah, but so, I think he's too busy looking at the, the snake. The snake? Yeah, the dead <laughs> snake on the end of it? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> 
Slinger, relax, it's me. Just on my guard against the crazy Captain Clodhoppers, there's no way anybody's gonna get in or out of here without my knowing. You can't barricade yourself in here till tomorrow morning. Wrong, sitting duck. I shall remain in my bunker until his reign of terror has ended. A clinger strips for no man. I'm gonna live through this if it kills me. Yeah, well, you can hide if you want. But he's not gonna make me a prisoner of Whoopi. I admire your courage, if not your intelligence. Good luck. You too. Even BJ wouldn't have done that. You were saying that a mad bomber is incapable of arson? He'll stop at nothing. Slinger, come on, relax. He got you. You're off the hook now. He's not, not too close. You're a walking time bomb. He's saving the hideous grand finale for you. I don't want to get within 100 feet of you. Go away, go away, go away. You can strike any time, any place. Okay, okay. But I'm telling you, he's not going to get me. We've got a fun fact here. And we got this one from Facebook at 21CFMASHTV. Uh, writer Ken Devine said that they, the writers, wanted to give Frank Burns a proper farewell in the form of a special one-hour send-off, but Larry Linville declined. He was going through a nasty divorce at the time, which consumed his time and energy. Oh, that's a shame. That's a bummer. It would have been nice to have, because, you know, because Frank disappeared off-screen. Yeah. He just didn't show up the next season, and, and then they tried to explain him away as, you know, going AWOL and... Mm. So that's unfortunate. Good morning, everybody. Oh, Good morning. May I join you, or is this table reserved only for BJ and his victims? Nope. Anyone can sit here. Please do, Hawkeye. Always a good sport, Father. That's nice. Hello, Charles. How good to see you back. Yes. Thank goodness. I was only gone for a day. Why do you look a year older? When was the last time you slept? Or ate. That's why I thought I'd drop by. Time for a satisfying breakfast of eggs and a strip of BJ. Then I shall repair to the safety of my tent and sleep the sleep of the victorious. My, my, Mr. Close, but no cigar. We're awfully quiet today. Seems like only yesterday you were saying that someone could get each and every one of us with a masterful joke from someone's worn-out bag of tricks. <laughs> I guess the bag just wasn't big enough, huh? Well, nice try. You got all the others, but you didn't get me. Well, no, I, I wouldn't exactly say that. What are you talking about, Father? He got you, he got you, he got you, and you, and you. He got everybody. I saw it. Oh, really? Did you actually see the live snake in my bed? Yes, yes, right on the end of the putter. No, no, dead. And not actually in my bed. Huh? Did you taste my toothpaste? No. Did you see my file go bluey? Or try my lunch? Or see my tush? You mean he didn't get any of you either? Truth be known, Hawk, the only one that got got was you. <laughs> <laughs> me? You got me? Well, not exactly all by himself. Honeycutt's scheme was so brilliantly conceived, it was an honor to be part of it. It was fascinating to watch you turn into one giant basket case, not knowing where or when BJ was going to strike next. <laughs> My only regret was that I wasn't actually here to watch you disintegrate. <laughs> All right, but wait a second. What about all that other stuff? What about Igor and the beans and the kid with the cigar? Now, they were real. Just normal, everyday gestures by normal, everyday people who didn't know it wasn't a normal, everyday day for a man whose imagination was running wild. How do you explain your buddy Yamato? I don't. 
He was just the doctor they sent to replace Winchester, and I happen to know him. I think you owe him an explanation. He thinks you're out of your mind. <laughs> so there you have it, Hawk. The best joke of all was the joke that never came. All right, trivia time. Last episode's question in the recent episode we reviewed, Clinger's Goat ate the company's payroll. How much money did it eat? The answer... Mm. (laughs) Yeah. This episode's trivia question. In the episode where Hawkeye thinks he's going to die and makes out a will, to whom did he will his Groucho Marx disguise to? Send your answers to amash4077podcast at (laughs) gmail.com. You're the tops, you're the Tower of Pisa. I can't hear you. You're the tops, you're the Tower of Pisa. <laughs> now I can't see you, Gypsy Rose. Take it off, Hawkeye. I want to see some skin. You're the top, you're the Tower of You're a smile on the Mona Lisa. I'm a total wreck, a worthless check, a flop. But if maybe I'm the bottom. You can find MASH 4077 Podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcast at MASH 4077 Podcast. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash MASH 4077 Podcast. Or just type in MASH 4077 Podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to MASH 4077 Podcast all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. If you are enjoying our podcast, consider making a donation. We have a Patreon account at patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash geekyfanboy. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. A really solid, fun, classic MASH episode, I think. Mm, Yeah, it was a fun one. Yeah, definitely. Very, very cool. All right, well, I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. Feed you up. Do I have to be? Yeah, you gotta make rounds. Oh, don't tell me you slept straight through from yesterday afternoon. Probably the longest time I've spent in bed alone. Being humiliated can wear you out. That's what you get for casting aspersions. No hard feelings? No, no. I met my match. I'll never tangle with the master again. It's more like it. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, the Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com.
MASH fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved.